Are you active on social media? Is it your dream to end up on Fox News or even your favorite podcast? Would you like to be a featured speaker at a major conference? Or do you have something you're passionate about that you can share with others? Well, start asking these questions and get started on your personal brand. In this episode, I will give you the tips and tricks to up your career game and build a brand that will catch your audience's attention. My name is Tiffany Roberts from the Leadership Institute, and you're listening to the Lead Your Future podcast. Building a personal brand is not easy. It takes time, determination, and grit, and it's not just about building a social media presence. In this episode, I will break down what a personal brand is, why you should build one, and how to build it during an exclusive interview with one of my favorite verified Twitter accounts and Denver Broncos fan, Stephen Rowe. You're listening to the Lead Your Future podcast. We will be right back after this short message. Are you interested in running for office? Want to work on a campaign? At the Leadership Institute, it is our mission to increase the effectiveness of conservative activists and leaders in the public policy process. We offer over 40 different trainings, including campaign management school, on-camera TV trainings, and writing workshops. If you want to make a difference in public policy, visit leadershipinstitute.org. That's leadershipinstitute.org. Hey guys, welcome back. So before I talk about how to build a personal brand, I want to get started and just talk about what a personal brand is. Basically, a personal brand is the way people remember you. It's who you are, what you stand for, it's the values that you embrace, and the way you express those values. Essentially, it's what makes you, you. Now, over the past few years, due to social media, the process of creating a personal brand has changed a lot. But it's important to remember that building a personal brand is not just about having a ton of followers on social media or getting that pretty blue check mark next to your name on Twitter. It's so much more than that. You really have to focus on building, building out your brand. If you just let it sit, if you just let it go, your brand will, it won't, it won't expand. It won't, you won't gain more followers and more content, quality content. A big part of it, it's about building your network and relationships. We live in a time where everyone is overly focused on their branding, but it seems like they're not very focused on their brand. The action of branding is very surface level, where a brand, is it's an emotional connection with someone else. You want to find a way to connect with the audience and make them care. You want them to care about the message that you have. A personal brand, it can be extremely valuable for your future and your career. So now that we know what a personal brand is, let's learn why it's so important. First, a strong personal brand, it can lead to interviews, job placements, promotions, partnerships, speaking engagements, so much more. And it differentiates you from other professionals in your field. So you you never know. You never know what your personal brand, what it can get you later on in your career. Um, now, according to CareerBuilder, more than half of employers won't hire potential candidates without some sort of online presence today. That's kind of crazy. There's so many people, a lot of the older generation, they think it's unnecessary. They just stay away from technology. Honestly, sometimes they don't even know how to use it. But this is something apparently that employers find very important when they're hiring a candidate. Um, it can also, a personal brand can also help you earn more. We all love money. I mean, who doesn't? So 
you can earn more if you have a strong personal brand you actually earn it's recorded that you earn 10 to 25 percent more earnings every year that is that's awesome i'll take that 10 to 25 percent any day that is i that's awesome um and also what's very important you should start right now if you're young and very new in your career i mean i'm 21 i'm just starting out this is the time to start uh, another another study says that two-thirds of lifetime wage growth occurs in the first 10 years of your career. That's If you put those two studies together that you earn, that having a personal brand, you earn 10 to 25% more earnings, and that if you do it in the beginning of your lifetime, you will earn two-thirds more in your first 10 years, oh, start now. This is It's so important. And whether you are building a personal brand or you're freelancing, you have a freelance business or you are a notable figure in the political world, it's important to understand why you need a brand. Without your why, there's no passion behind the development of your brand. Um, This is something I struggle with all the time, honestly. It's very hard for me to hone in on one of my key my key strengths what I'm something I'm really good at and just go for it I mean this podcast is one thing but there's so many things that I enjoy to do but it's it's very hard for me to focus in on one and go for it Um, that's something Stephen Rowe uh, we will talk about in our interview is um, finding your why and how to what to do if you're that person who says I don't have a niche or focus and but you really want to brand yourselves that's it's very important and you really don't want your audience to look at your you or your social media and be like I don't really know what this girl's about I don't know what this guy like what I don't know really what his focus is I don't know what he wants to show me like why why should he needs a reason people need a reason to follow you and you need you need to give them that reason to have so having a very strong why having a very strong passion and and meaning behind your brand that will serve that will be so important later on now, when we come back, I will sit down with Stephen Rowe. He will give us more of an in-depth look to, at the process for building your personal brand. So stay with us. I'm Tiffany Roberts from the Leadership Institute, and you're listening to the Lead Your Future podcast. Are you looking to launch your career? Do you want to gain real, professional experience while sharpening your media skills? Then apply today to be a studio's intern here at the Leadership Institute. As a studio's intern, you'll master Adobe programs and get behind-the-scenes access to media professions across the board. Just go to leadershipinstitute.org and click on the Career tab to learn more. That's leadershipinstitute.org and click on the Career tab to learn more. All right, welcome back, everyone, to the Lead Your Future podcast. I'm very excited to introduce you today, Stephen Rowe. Thank you so much for joining me. What's going on? It's great to be here. So Stephen Rowe, he's the Deputy Director of Digital Training at the Leadership Institute. Can you kind of just introduce yourself and give us a breakdown of what you do here at the Leadership Institute? Absolutely. So I'm a Deputy Director here at the Leadership Institute. It's my job to make sure that everybody wins online, put simply. Winning that war, the culture war online wherever possible, and making sure that people's brands actually exist online. And what we find time and time again is that a lot of people, especially conservatives who've been in this fight for a long time, getting u- are getting used to social media and getting used to the new digital technology. And so part of my job is getting people up to speed, getting people equipped to rocket online and grow their following and build their brand through trainings like 
programming and web development and social media. And then the other component is actually traveling to college campuses and conferences across this country and, and hopefully equipping conservative activists with the skills necessary for success. So that's kind of what's going on with me. I, I love doing it too. I love the Leadership Institute and I love my job. That's awesome. You definitely are one of my favorite people here at the Leadership Institute. Always brings a sense of humor to the office. Thank you. Um, I just want to jump right into this. I want you to kind of give us your step-by-step process on how to build a personal brand because you already you already have a blue check mark on Twitter. I think that's pretty cool and Thank kind you. of hard to get. So if you can kind of give us your thought process on building a personal brand, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So I've got three quick steps for building a personal brand and it starts with step number one. Step number one is creating your blueprint. And this fundamentally starts with ground zero. So if you're just getting started or you're trying to figure this out for the first time, this is where you gotta start, step one. And the first question is, what is your brand and who do you wanna be in this space? And there's a lot of potential hats that you could wear. Do you wanna be the fiscal hawk that cares about the national debt? Do you wanna be the social uh, warrior who's war, uh, who's helping with the pro-life battle across college campuses or, or maybe internationally? Or maybe you're the Second Amendment defender who cares about gun rights in America and defending the Second Amendment. The list goes on and on and on. You could be so many things, but you have to stop for a second and ask yourself, what is my brand? And a good question is, what do I want people to know me for? Or what is my particular passion around these particular topics? And so figure that out. What is your brand? That is the beginning stage. And then also when it comes to creating your blueprint, we need to figure out who else is in our space because this can help launch us very, very quickly. Imagine just for a second that you're conservative on college campuses and that's your brand and that's what you're doing. And all of a sudden you get a retweet from Ben Shapiro or something like that. Well, that would grow your brand exponentially. It would be awesome to have that happen. And so that's just a small thing of when you see who else is in your space, you're also able to collaborate with people. In addition to that, you can seek out mentorships and ask them how they got from A to B. And hopefully that'll allow you to kind of skip those those roadblocks and obstacles along the way and take a much more smoother path to success. And then, of course, thinking about where your message should be. Your, your time is very finite, so we have to pick and choose our battles. And what you'll find is that the number one social media influencer isn't the same number one across the entire ecosystem, right? The number one person on Instagram is Kylie Jenner. The number one person on YouTube is PewDiePie. And things change from here and, uh, here and there. But what you'll find is that you're going to find a particular platform that works best for you. And so you should be asking yourself with your finite resources where your message should be. And that leads us to step number two. Step number two is building your profile. And this first and foremost starts by demonstrating your ability. You have to be able to demonstrate your ability in some capacity. A good example of this is if you, I asked you, you know, what do you, who is your brand? And you tell me that you're a video editor and you care about making videos and you're really passionate about that. And I go, cool. Well, can you show me some of the videos you're making? I'm excited. And then you go, oh, well, I don't actually have any right now. Uh, well, then I would be skeptical of you and wouldn't believe that you're a video person. And that same logic applies across the board. So you have to demonstrate your ability. You have to be uh, be a master of your craft and beginning to, to create a better version of yourself every single day. And in addition to that, when you're building your profile, you're going to be able to communicate with a lot of individuals, both online and in person. And it's going to be a softball that you need to knock out of the park when they ask you, so what do you do? It's one of the most common questions you're going to get in your lifetime. So you got to be ready for it. And so what is your elevator pitch? And hopefully you're building it to wow. The typical example here is you're in an elevator with Warren Buffett. You're going up three flights of stairs and you have to communicate with him in that short amount of time that would allow for an exchange of business cards or contact information, things like that. So your elevator pitch has to be quick, has to be succinct and ready to wow and hopefully allow for collaboration along the way. And a good thing to think about when you're thinking about your elevator pitch in addition to this is why people should care. 
Most people care about a toothache in their mouth than about a thousand starving kids in Africa. So how do you make your brand, how do you make your your presence that toothache issue for people to where they can actually latch on and care about what you have to say? And you have to think about that. Why should people care? Answering that internal question of so what? Because when you first meet someone, the first question is who are you? And the second one is so what? How can I help you? How can you help me? What is the win-win scenario here? And hopefully your elevator pitch and your communication is all pushing in that direction that allows for you to, to connect with individuals. And that leads us to step number three. Step number three is establishing credibility. First and foremost, when it comes to establishing credibility, you have to have a professional title or belong to an organization. And you can create one, uh, or you can belong to many prestigious ones already out there. The good thing about joining one that's already out there is it, they, their, their institutional knowledge, their credibility may be already built. But if you start your own as well, you could be getting to be, you could start as the president or the CEO of your particular nonprofit or organization, but you have to have a title. You have to belong to an organization. And then in addition to that, you need to get published. And there's three main ways that we can get published online. There's writing, audio, and written text. And it's kind of like a Venn diagram. There's a lot of circles going on and there's overlap. A good example is YouTube. So you have the video up top and then you've got the comments down below but you've got to get published. And so what is the mechanism in which you're getting published? Is it articles if you're a writer? Is it a podcast if you like to speak like we are right now? Or is it video content? Are you getting published on Fox News? You know, that type of stuff. So you have to be continuously getting published. And that is a never ending cycle, that's for sure. Because what we're doing here, like I said, of step number three is establishing credibility. And it reminds me of a, a movie, Marvel's The Avengers, uh, and it's the first one in 2009. So if you haven't watched it yet, I'm about to spoil the ending for you. You had your chance. It's been a long time now, over 10 years. But what's going on at the end is all of a sudden aliens are attacking New York City and the situation looks super dire. There's a bunch of police officers huddled together and they don't know exactly what to do. All of a sudden, Captain America jumps onto a car in front of them and says, I need you to create a perimeter back to 66th Street and keep people under the tunnels, keep off the streets and, un and in the tunnels. And the police officer looks back at Captain America and goes, who the heck are you? Why should I trust what you have to say? All of a sudden, aliens attack Captain America and he punches and kicks them and just destroys them in a very cool superhero way. And the aliens are dispelled. Captain America slowly looks at the police officer. The police officer looks back at Captain America and then goes, we need to create a perimeter back to 66th Street and get people off the streets and through the tunnel system. That quick example is fundamentally what credibility looks like, though. People believe you. You're the go-to person. And when someone thinks in their head, who should I talk to about this particular topic? They're going to think of you and your name. And so when it comes to this third step, you have to have that. You have to establish credibility. And the final thing that I want to say on this third step that is never ending is you have to continuously grow your social media. We each have a megaphone in our pockets, AKA our cell phones that allows us to connect with and reach millions if we're doing it right. And so we have to do everything in our power to grow our social media. And that's going to allow us to just be a more effective advocate, a more effective ambassador of our particular message organization or candidate, etc. So those are the three steps in a nutshell. If, you, if you're doing those three things, you're going to be on a, a great path to success. That's awesome. I love those tips. Most tips are in like advice people have for personal branding. Super long so I really like how short and to the point that your advice is for that just three steps I want to back up to the beginning one of your first points create a blueprint this is something I struggle with myself I have a million different interests and I just really have a hard time honing in on that one interest and going with it and making that my personal brand so what advice would you give to someone who says I don't know what makes me special and they just feel like they don't have a niche or a focus but they want to brand themselves yeah absolutely well first of all I think you're doing a great job with this podcast I feel like you're starting to 
to find your 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 niche, so to speak. But for everybody else who's starting to find where they're starting to stick out and what they can do, my biggest recommendation is to start with the basics. Find what you don't like doing and then start to cross off these paths and then it's going to start to points you in the right direction of what you do like doing and then you can finally keep exploring those directions and hopefully find something that kind of fits naturally for you. And the, the other thing that I would ask you to do is just take account of your skill sets. We're all given a particular set of playing cards, so to speak, uh, gifted to us from God and some of us have different things. Some of us are, are tall and attractive. Other people have really sexy radio voices and the list goes on and on from there but we all have different attributes and different characteristics that make us special and unique what are those things for you so first of all find out what you don't want to do and then start to find out what you do like to do and then see how your unique properties unique characteristics of yourself can make you excel in that particular arena so that's my recommendation to them so when you are building your profile, let's say with social media and things like that, and you get past the whole conundrum of, I don't know what I want to do. Mm -hmm. um, when you're building your profile on social media, what kind of advice do you have on that? Like frequency, how often should you post? Should it be every day? Do you want to spam your, your followers? Or do you want to be a little less than that? What kind of content would you curate depending on like what your brand is? Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of frequency, uh, I say as frequently as possible, that's for sure. But you have to stick out in a sea of everything happens. So here's the thing with the internet. It's nonstop, it's always moving. You can log in at 1.30 in the morning, you can log in at 1.30 in the afternoon, and it's gonna be busy. And of course, 1.30 in the afternoon may be a little bit more busy, but it's always moving is what I'm saying. And so what we have to do to stick out in the sea of everything happening is be a rock that's consistently there. People watch social media like they watch television channels. Every morning I go to my same websites and as do a lot of people here listening to this podcast, every morning we go to our favorite you know, stories from our favorite Instagram people or we scroll Facebook or we check Twitter from our favorite influencers, et cetera. And so you have to strive to become that person. And so my biggest recommendation is to find a regular occurrence. So every Thursday, I'm doing Throwback Thursday, that could be your thing. Or maybe every Monday you're gonna do a press conference or you're gonna do something similar to a recap of what happened over the weekend, you know, or, you know, it depends on what you're trying to do, but it could be every single day, you know, you're going to do a daily dive into the news. You know, there's so many possibilities here, but my biggest recommendation is you have to be consistent. So pick a schedule and stick to it. And my other recommendation along this path, because people will not stick to their schedule is really create a calendar, use Google calendar or any other calendar advice, uh, tools that are out there. That's going to help you and force you to kind of stick to the schedule. You see it pop off in your phone or through your email and say you need to create a video or you need to uh, post content. Make sure you're sticking to that schedule because we have to have consistency. Think of yourself like a television show and don't leave your viewers wanting to go somewhere else because you didn't appear that day. That's great advice. I'm really bad at staying on top of myself, especially with schedules. So that's that's definitely something someone should follow if they really want to create a brand or create anything that's of themselves outside for everybody else to see. Absolutely. So going to your very last point about getting published, what advice would you give someone who, let's say they want to write op-eds or they want to get published like an article somewhere, a video, where should they start? Because sometimes I feel like we start too big and we look at Fox News and CNN or any of these big channels, but how do you really get started and like get an op-ed published at a smaller organization? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. So one of the bigger things I recommend for people is just to make sure that your writing is there in the first place. And so you should be a student of what good op-eds look like, especially if you're on the right side of the politics. Go to Real Clear Politics every single day and look at those op-eds, see the titles, see the subject line, see how they format everything. Because if you're not doing the basic things like that, then you're never going to be in anywhere big. That's for sure. So start with the basics of understanding how to effectively write an op-ed. And there's no better research out there than looking at what's actually working in the world today. 
And then beyond that, when you're starting to pitch yourself and pitching your op-eds, now sometimes you can reach for the top. It depends on the relevancy of the article that you're writing. One thing that I want to uh, stress is that a lot of people will focus on things when they're too late, when the new everyone already knows that this has happened. A good example of this, let's imagine that and this happened way earlier, Kamala Harris dropped out of the, the, the primary and uh, the Democratic primary. And we wanted to, to write an op-ed about why her candidacy failed. Well, if I create an op-ed today about this op about Kamala Harris, it wouldn't be relevant anymore and it wouldn't it wouldn't work. And so one of the best things that you can do, especially if you're writing op-eds, is speed. You have to be there very, very quickly when people are still discovering the news and it has to be a fresh and interesting take. And so it can't just be regurgitating facts that everybody already knows. You have to add your own spin to it that makes it particularly yours. And so that's really the big thing. You have to be there first. Uh, you have to be there close to first, I should say. And then beyond that, you have to make sure that your formatting and your wording choices is, is, is accurate and in line with how op-eds succeed in the first place. And then the other second component of this is actually when you're pitching yourself to people, one of the best things you can do is actually just create a contacts list, create a media list and follow these people on Twitter and start to build genuine relationships with these people. It could be, you know, setting up a coffee. It could be talking to them over the phone. It could be just communicating them in Twitter DMs, but talk to them about what they want to see in a successful op-ed. Go to the source and they will tell you what they're looking for. And then you can start crafting your message in a way that is going to make them say, yes, we've got to post this op-ed. So that's the two bigger things that I recommend. Uh, make sure that you're your, your well, three, excuse me, make sure your writing is there. Uh, make sure that you're using the topics that are actually relevant and being there very, very quickly with the interesting take. And then actually talk to the people about what they're looking for in an op-ed or what they're looking for in the day. And then format those three things around you and you're going to have an op-ed in, in a good publication. Okay, so now for my last question. Last what, question. Last question. So what would somebody do when they're, they've got all three of these steps or they're going on? How can they best train or learn how to go further with their personal brand? Where can they go? What resources do they have? What who can they contact? Yeah, absolutely. I would I would actually make the argument that the third step never stops. And this is the difference between a has-been and someone who's always constantly involved in politics. You know, we've all heard of this, like, a good example of this is, like, you're in high school and you just graduated and it's four years later and the high school quarterback who won the national championship is talking to you about, hey, you remember when you won that national championship four years ago? Wasn't that cool? And it's, like, four years later and you're like, no, it's not cool anymore. <laughs> you know, we're doing different things now. Uh, and that's, like, the difference in politics, right? You can't just be this flash in the pan if you want to be successful and have a career in this stuff. And so my best recommendation is training. And there's no better organization than the Leadership Institute to get people trained, get people involved, and take that next step in their journey in the political world. And it doesn't matter what you're trying to do in the public policy process. The Leadership Institute has a training from you, for you. Everything from on-camera TV training to campaign management school, future candidate school, which Congressman Den Crenshaw was a recent graduate of. All I'm saying is we train winners. And if you want to continue to win in politics, Come to the Leadership Institute. Come get trained by us. Check out our website, leadershipinstitute.org, and get involved. And where can they follow you on Twitter? Yeah, absolutely. If you want to follow me personally, I'm Robots, R-O-W-E-B-O-T-Z, Robots. It's because I'm in tech and teach computerish stuff. If I was a rapper, it was actually going to be Death Row. I think that would have been pretty cool. My little brother named himself Hero, and I was like, man, he's younger than me, and I should have thought of that, but he hasn't. <laughs> but mine's Robots, R-O-W-E-B-O-T-Z. I'm on TikTok, and I'm on Twitter. I'm on everything. So <laughs> definitely follow me, and, and, and I'll give you a laugh. Perfect. Thank you so much. I love having you on the show and Thank your, you. your advice is so valuable and I'm sure a lot of our listeners will really appreciate all the advice you have for them. Absolutely. And best of luck with you in this podcast. It's going to be awesome. Of course. Thank you. 
And that's it for this week's episode of the Lead Your Future podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review or a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week. The Lead Your Future podcast is produced by Tiffany Roberts with support from Jared Cummings. If you want to learn more about the Leadership Institute and see behind-the-scenes photos, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and subscribe to Leadership Institute on YouTube.